Welcome to another episode of Today with Rome. On today's episode, we will be discussing mental health in the Black community and the stigma surrounding mental health within the Black community. Joining our panel today will be Lorenzo Smith, who is a senior at Oglethorpe University pursuing a bachelor's degree in psychology, Keisha Jones, who is an African-American woman who works in the film industry, and Marissa Johnson, who is also an African-American woman working in corporate America. So what happens when you're Black living in America and you throw mental health into the mix? Racism and discrimination are growing concerns for Blacks in the United States, both of which can have a traumatizing effect on a person's mental health and overall well-being. With COVID-19 taking a turn for the worse and limiting essentially all human interactions and forcing people to stay apart from one another, the concern of mental health-related issues has definitely been growing. I love being Black, and being Black is so beautiful. We share cultural values over our food, our music, our eclectic tastes and our hairstyles, our undeniably artistic and athletic abilities. We've also paved the way in the entertainment industry and so much more. Lorenzo Smith, can you offer us some insight on this subject matter? What I love about being Black is having an innate ability to stand out and to differentiate myself from any other culture, from any other race. Having the ability to create my own identity is, is powerful in itself, is priceless. There's also another side that comes with being Black in the Black community in America, which is sheer discrimination, inequality, and racism. When someone is treated inferior due to the color of their skin, it can have lasting negative effects on a person psychologically. Marissa Johnson, I know you have a lot of experience on this topic. Would you care to share your thoughts? I've definitely experienced racism um, and discrimination. Corporate America, I've definitely experienced it. I work in a field, commercial real estate, where it's a Caucasian-dominated field. So in my office, I'm the only African-American woman. Um, and the only African-American at that. Um, I do all of the onboarding. I do all of the hiring. Recently, I noticed that someone who has maybe six to eight months of experience, and I have about three to five years of experience, is getting paid $15,000 more than me. Of course, we're not the same you know, skin color, but that's discrimination at its finest. How do you pay someone $15,000 more than someone who has three to five years of experience, credentials and certifications? I'm going to turn my pain into power. Socioeconomic disparities can also play a big factor in why it's so hard for members of the Black community to come forward and speak up about mental health issues. In 2018, 11.5% of Black adults in the United States had no form of proper health insurance. Well, it's funny that you said we had no form of proper health insurance. The stigma and judgment in our community shows that 
Um, people seeking treatment for a mental illness is basically at an all-time low. Research indicates that Black and African Americans believe that depression or anxiety would be crazy in their social circles. Furthermore, um, many believe that discussions about mental illness and treatment would just not be appropriate in their environment or even talking to their family. And a lot of times in uh, within the Black community, we are more likely to have less access to education. We have less knowledge surrounding mental health. Um, we are disproportionately affected financially. Um, a lot of times, people within the Black community and communities of color work the less menial jobs that don't even provide uh, proper health uh, health coverage for people. So, I mean, these are big reasons why, again, like it's so hard for people in our community to come forward and speak up. One study conducted by Harvard University showed that 63% of Blacks believe that having a mental health condition is a sign of personal weakness. There's definitely a stigma in our community um, revolving mental health and and even identifying with having a problem. Nobody wants to ever admit to having problems in any community, but especially in our community where it's more detrimental to stay silent. Keisha Jones, is there anything you would like to add? And it is looked on us to be strong all the time and for us to not to show weakness. And when we do, it's often frowned upon by family members um, we do have friends, you know, to talk to, but it's kind of hard to talk to your friends about it when they're going through the exact same thing. So how can we really help each other when we're both struggling, um, trying to be strong all the time and not to show this weakness? And it has a long-term effect on us overall. The church has played a vital role in the Black community. Many of us grew up attending Sunday school and reading Bible verses before bed. A common response in the black household when you go to tell your parents or grandparents that you're depressed or sad about something would go something like this. What do you have to be sad about? God woke you up this morning. Go read your Bible. There's always something to be grateful for. Oftentimes, how we feel is uh, heavily pushed to the side and we're told to go do something faith-related. I do feel like in a black community, we rely too heavily on faith and religion. Don't get me wrong, I love God. He is the creator of my world. But sometimes we need to, you know, that extra help from licensed therapists, um, licensed mentors. Yeah. We need help from, there's, there's so many different issues we have and sometimes, you know, we need tangible help. Many members in the black community are familiar with the Tuskegee experiment which was conducted between 1932 to 1972. The experiment was conducted by the United States Public Health Service. The purpose of the Tuskegee experiment was to observe the natural history of untreated syphilis in black men. The problem with the Tuskegee experiment was that the subjects had no idea they were being experimented on and they weren't receiving proper care. The Tuskegee experiment is just one of hundreds of thousands of examples that Blacks have when it comes to being mistreated by the healthcare system, the very system that took an oath to protect and serve these people.
four months into having a vaccine and only 44.1% of our nation is vaccinated, and that's of the U.S. And of that 44%, Kim, only 20% of our community have actually received one or more doses of a vaccine. Kim, if that's not a true if that's not a true alignment of, uh, of mis mistrust or distrust in, in the medical system in our community, then I don't know what is. Just saying that the Tuskegee experiment is, is only one of many experiments is uh, a detriment to everything that we've, that we've even gone through. It's, it's such an understatement to what we feel as a, a black community when a corporation can tell us you know, or give us, Marseille in this day, a vaccination that, quite frankly, nobody knows any side effects on. Everybody now is finna pretty much be in a Tuskegee experiment, but as a black community, we definitely been experiencing this for the past couple of decades. This, to me, is nothing new. And I do, I just, I think that it's, it's really sad, like I said, the the very system that, that took an oath um, to protect us through through proper medicine and, and proper care, um, a lot of us don't trust. And so because we don't trust the doctors and the scientists and the therapists and the psychiatrists, the people who have devoted their life to, you know, to wanting to help people, like, better their mental state of mind, a lot of us don't speak up. And it goes back to being within the family and equating so much on having the faith in the religion to diagnose mental problems where we come together as a community, i.e. in a church, and we receive a band-aid to a solution that the medical field might have affixed to. So with all of these factors, such as discrimination and racism, socioeconomic disparities, stigma within our black community around talking about mental health, mistrust from the healthcare system. We have all of these that play a vital role in why it's so hard for blacks to come forward and speak up when they're struggling mentally. So what do we do with this? We need to take this and find some strategies and solutions for how we can break the stigma surrounding the conversation about mental health in the black community. And one way I feel like we can do that is by respecting opposition of religion and allowing others in our community to explore other ways to their spirituality through either meditation, through uh, yoga practices. Um, there, there's many other ways. Prayer is not the only answer. It is an answer, but it's not the only answer. And to allow others to explore whatever works for them and support them through it. I think that would definitely help with mental health. Um, the main thing is support. Once you have that support, you feel as though you can um, pretty much accomplish anything and overcome any obstacle once you do have that basis of support. And to piggyback off of support, just having uh, a rebuilding of our communities would definitely uh, go forward to figuring out a solution for mental health, just recreating self-love, recreating the love for our culture, recreating love for each other definitely would uh, go forward towards meeting uh, mental health needs.
some other things that may help an individual um, move forward um, is maintaining a healthy balance in all seven areas of their life as far as career, financial, emotional, physical, spiritual, and recreational, um, and mental. Mental is the main one. Just maintaining those healthy balances. There is also different um, avenues that you can use that's free um, that can help you. Georgia has a Georgia Access line um, and app, so you can download the app on your Android or iPhone. There's also the National Suicide Prevention Line and there's the National Institute for Mental Health. All of these are free resources for you to use 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. We have the support for you guys and it's here free for you to use. Being black is phenomenal to me. I feel like being a black woman, I set the trend for most women and men here in America. A lot of people copy my hairstyles. People want to look like me. People want to dress like me. People want to act like me. Um, we have a lot of black successful doctors and um, people in political power that is just taking over and making so much change for black people in America. It's just phenomenal.